Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. On today's episode, we will be chatting about the buzz term, growth mindset, which seems as though we've been hearing it more often in the past three years. Today in the virtual recording studio, we have our mighty team of four. I'm Janice Chinquanco, and we have Olga Hayes. Hi. We have Megan Sperling. Hi, everyone. And Emily Myhouse. Hello. Megan, would you like to take on the definition of a growth mindset? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll take it on and, and then I might expand upon it um, or expound upon it, I should say, um, mm-hmm. if, if that's all right with all of you. So a growth mindset and Janice, you're right. This is a, a fair it's fairly buzzy, but buzzy is sometimes sounds a little bit derogatory or trendy. This is really a, a, a fascinating um, uh, area of focus and a fascinating thing, thing for us to better understand for the benefit of our personal and our professional lives. So mm-hmm. a growth mindset is essentially indicative that uh, when you have that kind of mindset, you thrive on challenge, you don't really see failure as a way to describe your um, as a way to describe yourself or the outcome of your actions, but as a as a springboard for growth and developing your abilities. Another another consideration for this might be resilience. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, People who are resilient, they don't uh, tend to wallow too much in what didn't work. They say, "Okay, this didn't work or this didn't go well or this outcome wasn't what I wanted. I'm going to regroup and move on and and use what I've learned in this instance. Mm -hmm. And as simple as that, that's kind of what what the growth mindset is. But in terms of, of going into a little bit more detail in terms of what it looks like, there's um, a kind of two realms of thinking of it. And it's easy to think about um, these realms in terms of goals. And so a person's mindset can either be oriented towards performance goals or learning goals. And uh, if you are someone with a, a performance goal, um, that tends to be a little bit separate from what having a growth mindset looks like. You are maybe um, more oriented towards simply completing the task and completing tasks that you know you can complete, um, avoiding uh, things that might be challenging or uncomfortable. And uh, the opposite of that is that that learning goal orientation where a person might um, be willing to kind of put themselves in an uncomfortable situation in order to grow and learn more. They are um, oriented towards uh, pursuing interesting and challenging opportunities. And that's really kind of the two realms in which you can think about what a mindset can look like. It can look like um, sort of, um, uh, I guess you could you could almost call it, um, you know, kind of maintaining, um, you know, you want to do what you you know you're good at, you want to, you want to avoid um, uh, looking silly or, or, or being out of your mm-hmm. comfort zone, or there's a mindset that is really oriented towards taking a little bit of risk, feeling a little bit um, uh, uh, uncomfort, uncomfortable and, and risking the unknown um, in service of learning more and becoming more um, uh, knowledgeable yourself. And so through research by Dr. Carol Dweck of Mindset Works, 
people's theories about their own intelligence had a significant impact on their motivation, their effort, and their approach to challenges. Those who believe their abilities are malleable, meaning um, they're capable of uh, being altered by outside forces or influences, those people are more likely to embrace challenges and persist despite failure. Mm -hmm. That's great. Thanks so much for this definition, Megan. And by contrast, right, many of us also heard about the term fixed mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Which is mm -hmm. kind of the flips, the flip side of the growth mindset. So a fixed mindset means that you believe that intelligence, talent and may and other qualities are innate and unchangeable so which means that if you're not good at something you typically think you will never be good at it there's no way you can learn it right and um people with a fixed fixed mindset they they kind of have this ten tendency to avoid challenges and give up easily because they just don't think that they have all the necessary qualities, capabilities to overcome the challenges. Mm -hmm. And they cast their efforts as fruitless and they don't like useful feedback because they see it as being unhelpful and critical, which, of course, in turn can lead to feeling threatened mm -hmm. by the success of others, right, in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, we can also see people with fixed mindset, they, they may plateau in their careers earlier and without exploring their full potential. So someone with a fixed mindset has a deterministic view of the world, which is the thesis that all events in the universe, including human decisions and actions, are casually inevitable, that we basically don't have any control over anything. Hmm. Yeah, thank you, Olga. It's interesting. I heard this analogy once and I, I'm not sure where it came from, but it makes complete sense. When you think about a toddler that's, you know, learning how to walk or a child that's learning how to ride the, their bike the first time, mm -hmm. you're looking at somebody with a growth mindset, boom, there you go. They're the prime example of it, right? Not mm -hmm. only do they have the possibility of failing, but they fail over and over and over again. But what you'll see is that despite their failing, they get back up, they keep trying, they embrace the challenge, they're, they're wanting to learn, they're wanting to succeed. And I think what happens for many of us over time is that that growth mindset of wanting to learn despite failure, despite the possibility of failure, starts to maybe shift toward I want to do what I know is safe. I want mm -hmm. to do what I know is going to result in a um, in a success. And well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's so much good that can come out of trying and and learning and failing and getting back up again. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for like bringing it back down to just our real life um, example for us, um, especially with you know the fixed versus the growth mindset. As I'm listening to both of these different types of individuals, I'm able to think about those in my life who have led by example with a growth mindset. And I know our SHARP employees um, have been faced with challenges throughout the past three years. And some of these challenges have had never surfaced before. Um, it's allowed many of our team members to become what I like to call, and I'm taking this from Michael Katz, solution <laughs> engineers, um, and rising to the occasion to tackle obstacles that may be in the way of getting day-to-day -day tasks completed. And what I'd like to know from our own Sharp Best Health team here is, 
How have each of you practiced a growth mindset recently or even in the past two years, whether that be in your work life um, or your personal life? Um, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. And, and I don't have, you know, a perfect example, to be honest with you, because I think that growth mindsets, they they happen and they are demonstrated in, in fits and starts sometimes. Um, but, you know, a, a couple of things that come to mind to me um, in the the sharp in the sharp orbit and in, in, in our in my professional life, just uh, just recently, Sharp Best Health has kind of absorbed the management of the Care for You program. Mm -hmm. And this is a program that is absolutely oriented to well-being, but has also had um, had, had its 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 home in quality. It has been very sort of clinically oriented and has um, a, a very, it is very entrenched in sort of the, the clinical, the needs of our clinical care providers, although it's not exclusive to clinical care providers. And there was, um, I, I never hesitated Sharp Best Health um, uh, wanting to support this program, um, but I, I had a lot of thoughts around uh, uh, whether or not we would have be able to to make up for that clinical um, element that um, we don't personally have background experience on. Mm -hmm. And so what I have uh, done is, uh, you know, simply reached out to those who have that clinical background, who are close to the program, to determine what is essential that is continued, that is included, that is is um, honoring the the, the uh, foundations of this model, and how does that get reimagined and evolved for um, the sharpest health experience of, of care for you? And um, there's been moments where I've been thinking, oh, it's oh, I, I should I need to learn this. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to figure this part out and being comfortable with the fact that it would work out and I would find all the pieces that are there. I like to say is a growth mindset. I yeah. like to say that. I, I did not let, well, I'm not quite sure how this will work, so I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right, right. You're and, more and, on the learning a, side. And I will say this was a joint, this was a collective growth mindset because all of us collectively agreed that this would be a good good direction for us to go. Um, but anytime you're taking something on, especially when it's something that you are, um, you have a lot of admiration for and has been managed by people who you admire enormously, um, it does require a growth mindset and a little bit of curiosity, a little bit of vulnerability and, and openness to being, um, to, to finding your way through it, to being that kid that Emily was talking about of, you know, falling off your bike a few times and then popping back up. Mm -hmm. So again, not a, per not a perfect example, I think, but I think it, it is the growth mindset. And I think that, um, anytime you're, you're expanding your boundaries and, and, um, uh, learning something new, that's what we're really talking about, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty perfect example. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, and I I wonder too um, about imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. and if there's a relationship between fixed mindsets and growth mindsets and imposter syndrome, because we've talked a lot about that on this podcast too. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe that's something that we explore down the road um, in another episode about how you um, reconcile an imposter syndrome um, in, in service of, of developing a growth mindset. Just something to, for us to think about. Yeah, and it's, there's a strong connection there for sure. Yeah. Um, 
it was interesting. We Olga and I actually just recorded an episode on cognitive distortions. So if you haven't listened to it, mm. a little plug in, <laughs> go <laughs> go check it out. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because I feel like since we've really started to talk about this idea of cognitive distortions, if you haven't attended uh, Sharp Best Health, we do a workshop called Emotional Agility. I actually think we have one recorded and saved somewhere, right, Olga? Am I? Um, so it's recorded. It's, it's recorded. Saved, but it's not posted anyway yet. Okay. But by the time this this podcast airs, we'll make sure to have it posted on yeah. um on YouTube and maybe SharePoint. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Olga. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I share that because in in part of the emotional agility workshop, which is really based a lot on the differences between a growth and fixed mindset. I think maybe we're using a little bit different phrasing here, um, emotionally agile versus not, resilient versus not, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. There's a lot of um, similarities, but when we talk Mm -hmm. specifically about cognitive distortions, that has been a real game changer for me. I think one of the cognitive distortions that I fall into, and for those who are not familiar, a cognitive distortion is it's an unhelpful thinking style that sounds really rational and accurate, but it it's not. It tends to leave us feeling bad about ourselves, and um, they're just unhelpful ways of thinking. And so for me, I, I noticed that I was falling into these traps of cognitive distortions probably more than I would like to admit. And so in order to change that, I think over the past few years, and I this is why the example for the growth mindset is I've really made an intentional effort to confront my cognitive distortions, um, Mm -hmm. label them, and then practice reframing them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that has kind of allowed me to kind of walk uh, on this path of a growth mindset in some ways in that I'm less afraid of failure. I'm less afraid of what people think of me. I'm more Mm -hmm. confident um, in who I am and my actions. and, And it all is kind of intertwined here, but I think the just understanding what cognitive distortions are and then practicing labeling them and reframing them has been mm-hmm. really helpful. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Good examples. This is great example. I think as far as reframing, Emily, this was just spot on, right? How we have to reframe our cognitive distortions, our negative thinking patterns into something more positive. Mm-hmm. The same with the growth mindset, right? You can reframe your fixed mindset statements into growth mindset statements. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, I'm just, if you are saying to yourself, okay, well, I'm just not naturally good at clinical things, right, Megan, <laughs> for care sure. for you. Um that's fixed mindset. That's not helpful. So, but we can be, we can reframe it into saying something like, okay, clinical aspects of the care for you program is challenging, is new mm-hmm. for Sharbest Health, but we know we can learn it. We know Absolutely. we can improve, right? Or for public speaking, if you are saying, okay, fixed mindset, oh, I'm just not good at public speaking. Mm-hmm. I can never present in front of everyone, at, in front of the NEO group, for example, Janice. Um, you can just say, you know, with practice, yeah. I can definitely become more confident and improve my public speaking skills. So reframing is really, really critical. So I really like that Emily brought this up. Um, as far as personal experience, I, I was just listening to Megan and I was thinking how, you know, I was just brought on board for a large project 
that Sharpest Health is part on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, through the work on this project, I'm definitely using my hopefully growth mindset, right? You know, I came on board for this project knowing really little about what it is all about. And I could just say, okay, I'm not good at it. I know nothing about it. So there's no place for me at the table. And that would be a fixed mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I'm good at what I know. I'm just going to stay there. But instead, you know, you look at challenges as opportunities. That That is one of the signs of a growth mindset, right? You look at uh, feedback as an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. And you can use those opportunities as, place, as places to improve your skills with effort and practice instead of giving up and not rise up to the challenge. So again, it's sometimes it's scary, but if you have the growth mindset, you will welcome those challenges as opportunities and use them as, as a way to improve and grow in a new area. So that's yeah, kind of how I that. see that. Hmm? Yeah. Can can I offer something to that, Olga? Of course, yes. So I think that um, I think that everything you're you're saying, I completely agree with, and I think it's also perhaps helpful to think about um, how you can kind of push past the fixed mindset perspective um, when you when it when you are in that mindset um, by remembering that there is a reason that you are uh, this opportunity, whatever it may be, is in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you are invited to join a group or asked right. to take on a program. Or in your personal life, if someone has said, um, why don't you go do this four day hike with me? I'm just using that as an example. Now, I know not, not everybody is a hiker. I know that. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, or join this book club or, and, you know, oh, I'm, not, I'm not really consistent about reading books. There's um, there's reasons that you and, and ways in which you've demonstrated your, your capabilities to the world that has led you to that moment. And so not to sound too pie in the sky, but there's um, there's uh, uh, that opportunity to kind of hone in on, well, why was I brought in or why why did this fall into my lap right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, leaning into those qualities, because I can tell you exactly why you were brought into the particular project you're talking about. Olga. <laughs> there, you have very specific and unique skills that were essential. And uh, but for you, it it it, it was um, you were navigating it from a different perspective, and so it, I think it's a, that's a great example. Um, but I, I I wanted to just sort of offer that perhaps considering how these opportunities for growth um, are presented to us is a helpful way to reflect it and and find that motivation to uh, seek out and and further develop that growth mindset when you have those moments to do so. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, and that has everything to do with the imposter syndrome and yeah. also cognitive distortion. So it's everything that's happening it's in our connected. brain. Growth yeah. mindset is an opportunity to acknowledge and embrace certain imperfections while also embracing our strengths and skills and our experiences. Um, and also we have to remember that there is this research on brain plasticity, right? The brain isn't uh-huh. fixed. The mind shouldn't be either. We can fix our brain. We can grow. We can change our brain parts. So that's that's definitely something to think about when we are, you know, talking about growth mindset. Absolutely. That nothing is fixed. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And I'll just share a quick one here on um, my own example. And this is very recent as of last week, as we're recording this episode, it happened last week. We had um, gone to a different tier category or tier designation here at Sharp. We moved from moderate to a more restrictive tier, which is now substantial. And for one year, just about one whole year, I've been part of the Integrative Healing Collaborative and um, planning our 2022 Integrative Healing Forum that was slated to be in person on Saturday, June 4th. It's no longer occurring because of our more restrictive tier brought too many challenges for us. But um, I went back to our planning committee and said, hey, all of our presenters have done such wonderful work leading up to 10 days away from our would have been or would be event. Um, what are your thoughts on now creating this into a, a virtual um, type of workshop series? And just because we didn't want all that hard work to go on the wayside, we wanted to still offer it to our team members throughout our system. Um, of course, we would love to be in person. We miss um, interacting with each other, especially when it comes to integrative healing and the breakout sessions that um, can occur are best learned in person. But again, have to have that plasticity that Olga's talking about and how can we just continue to be creative in our ways and luckily with, te with technology that's offered to us and so stay tuned for those of you who are hoping to um, be a part of that integrative healing forum we are looking you know we are looking for um, ways so we can offer this workshop virtually and inviting our presenters to do so um, and so we are still continuing to offer wellness but in different ways from now until the end of this year so hopefully next year brings um, is more fruitful for us as it comes to in-person um, in-person interactions. Um, again, this is just our growth mindset of how do we keep this creative and engaging for our team members and in, in relation to our wellness. It's it's a perfect example of a growth mindset. It's it goes back to a couple of you know makes me think of that emotional agility that we were just talking about, yeah. and um, how that how there's opportunity and pretty much I don't want to sound cheesy, but opportunity in almost every every challenge. Right. And this was an example of that. And I'm I'm wondering, Janice, if there might be a, a lot learned through this this new model that you're going to deploy right. that might inform how your you and your entire team move forward on this in the future. Uh, yeah. Not to suggest that it doesn't go back to being in person, but um, maybe there's an enhancement to the whole experience yeah. that can, can be gained from yeah. this. Who and knows? Yeah, and one of the main challenges is anybody's out there that is an expert on board of registered nursing, continuing education units, one of the whole factors is that it must be presented in a live platform mm -hmm. for someone to receive their CEU. So if anybody's out there, I know that a lot of our, um, our uh, nursing staff who would like to attend won't be able to just depending on their, their work um, schedule. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, so whenever we host this, we may lose that type of traction, but all to say, you know, we're going to roll with these punches and continue on with these challenges and just see um, where it takes us. And hopefully um, I I'm hoping for more fruitful than not. So okay. I look forward to that. Um, also, yeah, thanks team. Thanks for joining me here today. You're Is welcome. anybody here have any extra thoughts on, um, on anything as we wrap up this episode? I can share a few things. I know we all talked about our personal experience with growth mindset and what that looks like for us. I wanted to share for those who are listening and you might be thinking, well, what are some practical tips, things that I can start doing now that will help foster a growth mindset? So a couple of tips to share, um, and I think you'll see this tip reflected throughout the whole podcast, but if we can start 
seeing our challenges as opportunities. I know this mm -hmm. is easier said than done, but looking for the the opportunity, the learning moment, the positives when we are faced with a challenge. Um, and, you know, I think a, a good practice for all of us to get into is simply reflecting on what happened during the day. What did you learn? What did you do well? What would you like to do differently? Um, and, and I talked about this earlier, but the seeking approval from others, well, it's not always bad. And I think that we should be aware of mm -hmm. what other people think. We should be always asking for feedback. I think there's a difference between um, seeking approval in an unhealthy way mm -hmm. so that everything that you're doing is driving somebody else's reaction. Um, and so just kind of reflect for yourself. Well, who am I doing what I'm doing for? Am I doing it for myself or am I only doing it for others? And then identify opportunities to celebrate the success of others. Mm -hmm. So when we can look at somebody else and say, hey, I really appreciate this about you, or I've noticed this is something that you do really well, that is a wonderful avenue for fostering a growth mindset. That's a great. Thank you so much, Emily. I was just thinking how it would be nice to have like maybe just a few bullet points on specific mm -hmm. practices we could all start like, yeah, deploying tomorrow. So thank, thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks, Em. Thanks, team, for um, those additional thoughts. Um, and thank you for you all for joining us on this episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. And we look forward uh, to you all tuning in on the next episode. Bye, Have a good day. Have a good day. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.